Newsbreak podcast. Welcome to Newsbreak Talk this Saturday with me, Tarish Hari Prashad. It's another edition of Cutting Edge Current Affairs where you get to give your views a voice. Now, I had a very interesting conversation um, earlier this week with a gentleman, a senior citizen, and uh, he was telling somebody that he was sitting with. Now that school is closed, there's a whole group of boys and girls sitting opposite my house in the alley, uh, in the walkway there. uh smoking sugars and i asked him a bit more information about that he goes yes there's school is cl- well exams are over so a lot of high schools have closed and he says there's a group of boys and girls who rock up there every day they drink smoke and they of course use illicit drugs like sugars and i asked him well, what do you do about that when you see these young people at your space you know doing that and he goes well not too much because you try and trace them away and they say well you know school is over and it's my turn to have fun and they continue like this and that just brought to mind the topic of year end parties because now with i think the matric exam comes to an end toward the end of the month 28th i think exactly and um many high schools are wrapping up uh, exams many um you know i think it's more of the uh, senior grades uh have have um stopped exams for the um for the 2018 academic year which means you know technically there's no real reason to go to school so a lot of young people a lot of uh, learners are staying at home and deciding to you know have an early holiday so to speak and start celebrating earlier than than is official so it raises the question about house parties and 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 what young people get up to during this time i think uh, by now we understand the socio-economic climate of of many communities in south africa where both parents have to work um where many you know learners are left unsupervised and i went through some of the cases that have shocked us in recent years in 2014 three matric pupils were stabbed to death at a end of year party in richards bay in kwazulu natal on the north coast uh, and in 2016 three other teenage teenage boys died and 32 others were admitted to hospital after suffering symptoms of poisoning allegedly from at that stage a new drug that we even spent some time focusing on that was called mercedes so this happened at a year end part uh, year end party at sianda township north of durban so these are some of the concerns that we are um you know trying to raise ahead of the actual closure of school so to talk about this today joining me in the studio um we have today uh Sam Pele from the Anti Drug Forum he's the chairperson there Sam good to have you back in studio but i want to say good to have you back in the country we'll take that much even <laughs> Oh thank you for having me. Glad to be back. Thank you Tarish and the listeners. Yeah, and we also have Bilal Khan. He's the chairperson of the School Watch Parent Monitor. Bilal, great to have you in studio today. Thank you. Now of course Bilal is part of an organization which I think monitors um basically the the I, I think the safety for, for for scholars I think from a parent perspective. So we want to talk about it now but Sam we'll talk, we'll start with you because I mean I remember clearly having you in studio around the time we spoke about the Mercedes issue. And um you know as as much as it was heartbreaking and sad you said it's nothing new to you. Absolutely. Yeah these things you know it's this period is joyful when it's close of uh, school close of work but also for us 
it's scary. Yeah. Um, because during this period, you find lots of experimentation with learners because they, the school is over. They don't know what to do with themselves. Um, so they group up and then they want to do more, some stuff exciting. And then you get incidents like the Mercedes mm. and drinking alcohol, the house parties you mentioned early on. Um, and that's scary. And what happens in the house parties, we've been to some ourselves, mm. you know, not as guests, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, to when we knew of the parties and, and be shocked at what happens in those houses, yeah. you know, while those parties are happening. Um, drugs, sex, um, alcohol, boys, girls. Yeah, all because I think on a daily basis, we're reporting about, um, you know, I, I mean, how do you phrase this? We're reporting on a more adult nature of child issues. You know, where young people are more involved in violence, more involved in substance abuse, more involved in sexual promiscuous activity. Um, you know, we wouldn't necessarily associate that with um, young people, but we are reporting on cases like that. When they are left then unsupervised, as is around this time, uh, one that, that raises a concern, what next could happen? Mm. Yes, that is always an issue, and that's what we're grappling with, and that's why we have to do shows like this. So learners... And also the parents understand what is going on because you'd be surprised how many parents don't know what is going on. Yeah. They, they think their children are angels. Well, there, many are, but there are some that are not angels. Mm. And that's what they have to know. And, and what do they have to do to ensure that they remain angels? You know, how do you monitor your child? How do you ensure that uh, he's not being um, one of those members that are enjoying these parties? Yeah. You know? uh, and if their house is... Uh, if they are gone to work because of economic reasons, both husband and wife, mm. um, and this one kid is at home, 16-year-old girl, is she home alone? Yeah. You know, or is she inviting a friend? Mm. So how are you going to monitor whether she is alone and whether yeah. she is doing the right thing? You know, I mean, so much of issues, and even apart from, um, even apart from the whole aspect of maybe drug abuse, sexual promiscuity, uh, it's a safety issue, isn't it? A whole group of young people there mm. in a house, criminals could be aware of this and, mm. and that could be a whole new thing. But I think, Sam, paint us a picture, um, help us understand, you know, what happens around this time. You know, it's so sad that uh, the youth of today, you know, these learners, they are not too keen to get out there on the ground and play sport, mm. to um, to go to the pool. They want to have fun and their perception of fun is different from what a few years ago fun yeah. was, you know. And now they want to stick to the cell phone. They want to watch TV, play games, and, mm. and, and, and that's it. Yeah. Because, you know, recently at my house, I, I actually had uh, an entertainment area for kids. When, when my were growing up, we had basketball, tennis set, and volleyball, and so on in my yard. And I had mm. the whole community uh, being there to do this. Recently, now these guys are grown and they're gone, mine. So recently, we set up an organization in my area, in Karostan, and, and I suggested to my neighbors, Hey, I want to do this again now with the next generation. Yeah. And they all laughed. <laughs> <laughs> they wish me all the luck. <laughs> this won't happen because these guys are not going to come because they are wanting to be sitting with that cell phone, the tablet, the computer and the TV. Yeah. So they're not going to come out and play basketball. And that's what we need to change, you know. And I think we have a responsibility to do that as parents and adults, you know, to, to get them out there. Yeah. And to keep them there, you know, not 
take that cell phone away and organize, have a kind of program maybe for the day. You can do that, the yeah. cell phone and tablet and all of that. But hey, get out there and go yeah. play some sport too. Yeah, yeah, change the scenario. But Bilal, your thoughts on that? I mean, in terms of what society has been witnessing in terms of these parties, what is the nature of it? What, you know, I mean, I mean l- let's understand the situation step by step. We have a, ca- a situation where many um, high school learners, teenagers are not at school. They either finished exams or they finished the academic year, um, getting together, mingling, having some fun. And we've heard from past reports that they are engaging in, in illicit alcohol, drugs, and as we've even heard now, some sexual misconduct. Look, we've, uh, the last few months ago, we've come across a case where we assisted in the safe recovery of two uh, high school girls. Mm. Uh, they actually went to school with their clothing in the bag, yeah. with their civilian clothing in the bag, uh, like they were going to school, dropped off. They, after getting to their civilian clothing, then they actually went off. Uh, the We discovered a few houses that are providing chill spots. Chill spots in the sense where they provide alcohol, drugs, and these these girls engage in sexual activity. Right, and is it known who these people are that's providing this? Uh, we've come across that. That information has been submitted uh, or handed over to the station commissioner and he's actually then taken over from that point. Uh, the issue here is the community is very oblivious of it. Yeah. Uh, so I it's not peers then? It's not somebody from my class who's having a chill spot at home? Uh, look, it's not. Well, I'm not ruling that out. Right. There is those uh, mm. incidents or issues that actually take yeah. place. From, from what we have actually uh, got involved with, where we actually assisted, uh, we discovered that these girls were actually uh, missing. When we actually came to know about it, it was like two hours ago. We were like two hours behind them with our networking partners. Mm. We actually were in pursuit to try and get these girls' location. Mm. And uh, the following morning, we we got word that uh, from... Look, we don't want to say over here how we did it. Yeah, absolutely, I understand. Uh, we want to actually secure and actually prevent Yeah, that, Yeah, no, that I understand that. Feed, you know, I think the reason why I ask and I'm probing on that is that yeah. You know, here we are talking about young people bunking Mm. school Mm. or not going to school and having their, um, you know, get togethers and, you know, illicit parties. Now, when you realize there's a third force where there are people actually who are not in that class or not from that school now hosting something like this, it just makes your problem bigger, doesn't it? Yes. And and if uh, if I may add, I mean, there are actually younger youngsters probably finished school or left school. Their sole job is to actually learn these uh, school uh, the, the these uh, high school uh, learners to these chill spots that's their job yeah we've come across that and it's sad but i mean this is actually happening in our community and mm. our uh, you know our people are not very familiar or don't want to actually know or actually accept that fact that you know what the youngsters of today are actually getting up to these type of mischief yeah yeah oh, that is that, that's actually quite quite graphic but i think more to talk about on that but in the meantime i'd love to know your thoughts now from the community if you've um, you know witnessed this kind of incident taking place where toward the end of the year as the academic year reaches its you know its closure um, are young people becoming more you know um, involved in in house parties like this does it take a bit more of an illegal nature with drugs alcohol sexual misconduct 
Um, what are some of your experiences in this regard? And I think ultimately we want to finish off by talking about some tips on how to ensure that, you know, there's some sort of a safe control for young people. Ultimately, you know, uh, young people themselves full of energy, full of the desire to be active and keep busy. Um, but how do you ensure that they do this in a safe and a responsible manner? I'd love to know your thoughts. It's 089-310-8789. This week, Pasella saddles up for a vintage fashion shoot with actress Lihandi Durant at a Lipizzana horse show. Amalia visits a top racehorse stud farm and supports her favourite jockey at the racetrack. And the king of horses, Ienos Mafukate, makes dreams come true at his riding school in Soweto. That's Pasella, Wednesdays, 7.30 on SABC2. This Sunday evening, it's Music Galore on SABC2. Words of wisdom to help you through the week. And a life-changing testimony that will awaken your faith. It's Gospel Time, every Sunday at 9pm only on SABC2, where you belong. Newsbreak Talk today with me, Talaresh Hadi Pashal. I'll be talking about an important issue. You can also WhatsApp us, 071-613-7803. We're talking about house parties and and um, teenagers being, um, I think, insufficiently, insufficiently, um, you know, supervised when it comes to these celebrations that take place place around the end of the year um you know we did have uh some sort of comment we got through from the police when we, when we you know asked them about their um involvement in a lot of these parties whether it's formal informal whether it's in the neighborhood um and i think this was the response i'm just going to read it out to you uh those parties i need to clarify that they are private parties but as the police if we know about them there is full visibility like for instance there is one we always know it takes place at the umklanga there are um, operational plans but also parents are fully involved in the security of those parties but if there are criminal activities then that's where we come in so that's the response coming through from police what they're telling us is that um you know if they're aware of an of an event taking place then they are uh, if they're aware of an event taking place and they are able to um you know monitor and, and navigate through those but in terms of house parties it's you know they, they do that on a on a general basis so no actual attention given to houses during this time i'd love to know your thoughts you can give me a call 089-310-8789 the views and opinions expressed on newsbreak talk do not represent those of sabc news or lotus fm Let's start with Mr. Louis Pillay. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Mr. Pillay. Good afternoon, Sam. I think Sam has got double caps there from the Parents Association of KZN as well. Yeah. I think I think we must now point out the upbringing of children. I think the parents need to come to the party now because the children children are getting out of hand. If you take the case in Unit 9, Chatsworth, I think, you know, for a child to take off 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and then meeting up with friends outside. And it was shocking to note that three children took off the same day. And when they reached the house, they actually went upstairs and they consumed liquor. By the time the parents and the teachers got together, it was about one o'clock. And the child was cut, the female child was cut in the wrist, lying in the bathroom. And we had four boys suspended from that school. 
But when the parents came fighting and wanted the boy reinstated, we managed to reinstate two boys, but the other two were guilty. But the thing is that now, how do you control it? Even the, the bottle stores, they're selling under the age. So we've got to take it from there now. What do you do? Children walking with a school uniform, they're definitely under 18. So why are the bottle stores selling liquor? So, you know, Sam can elaborate on it, but it's the upbringing from parents that must be stronger from now onwards. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Pillay, for the call. We really appreciate it. Sam, interesting point that. Um, and I, I mean, I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to you about, um, I think, two points, and then uh, Mr. Pillay brings it up immediately at the same time. Firstly, let's just talk about, um, and he mentioned bottle stores selling under liquor to underaged um, pupils or people and that's a major thing I mean I, I mean you know go through any local community and it's commonplace to find um, really young people even at primary school level mm. um, at the tuck shop smoking a cigarette mm-hmm. and that's illegal but it's still it's still happening so mm. I mean it comes down to enforcement or social conscience which which one both. Yeah. Both. The, the more important one is the, the, the social conscious. You know, uh, I, I made this statement, you know, I used to be an educator myself, a teacher. Um, and when I was in school, when we do this ground duty on, on in visiting toilets, we won't find stompies in, in, the, in, in a girl's toilet. Girls don't smoke. In primary school, you don't find any at all. But as the years went by, you find in the stompies will increase in both secondary schools, in yeah. girls' toilets as well, yeah. and even in primary schools yeah. now. Yeah. So, and that means that the entry level is just getting lower and lower and lower for experimentation. And that's that's really, really worrying. Yeah. That's what we're trying to correct in schools. And you're saying entry level, and you're saying, you know, those th- that's the terminology we're using here, you know, uh, offenders, drug abusers, etc., etc. But I think the, the scarier word to use is, this is a market... Yeah. And where there's a market, there's always going to be a seller. Yes. No, absolutely. The, the demand. As long as there's yeah. demand, there's going to be a, a, mm. a, a supplier. Yeah. So th- this is, and, and, and Louise right, you know, about the parental involvement. And I think that's key. Yeah. We have to get back to basics. Yeah. And and that's what we lost. You know, that, that, that moral regeneration yeah. has to happen. We have to know uh, where our, what our roles are, absolutely. what we're supposed to be yeah. doing, you know, with the kids growing up. Yeah, I'm going to touch on more on parents just now, but Sam, just more on that. And I know you, we've often spent a great deal of time talking to you, you know, um, at your spaces in the community or even here in the studio about um, enforcement and coming up with, uh, you know, creating that link with police. I know you've so successfully done that and chats with. Um, when you hear of a situation where, you know, um, underaged teenagers are now being able to um are now you know buying cigarettes and liquor um what becomes the goal then to try and get a bit better enforcement here that's what we try to do but you know there's always ways around the system um the enforcement the chaps can go there and and find this kind of incident but then they're gone what happens after they're gone so enforcement is very, very difficult. So the education is more important. The awareness is more important. And the community involvement is more important to ensure that this doesn't happen. You know, it's not always the guys, uh, not every bottle store owner will be selling liquor to the young guys. Yeah. 
uh, we found just the other day in, in the shopping where my office is, um, a girl in uniform called an older guy to get into the bottle store to buy yeah. the, the half bottle that they needed. And he did, yeah. you know, for a couple of bucks. He could be a sugar addict himself. Mm. So there's ways around it. Even if the bottle store owner doesn't uh, actually uh, supply them themselves, they, these guys still make a plan and get it, you know, through yeah. some other means. And not to make it trivial, but I mean, there are some people that I refer to as, I would call uncle, mm. and they turn out to be younger than me. So mm. that's also a thing you got to factor in that, you know, you get young people looking far more older than mm. they actually are. And if you go to, you know, a, a supermarket, for instance, um, you know, one wonders the kind of... Um, screening mechanisms for somebody like that but another point then i wanted to talk to you about was uh, peer pressure mm. because it's also a case um it's also a case of peer pressure um to put in to fit in mm. to try this and to do this mm. and i know you had a peer system going on a while ago and and it, it's still rearing its ugly head mm. you know that's that's key uh, in schools that is a big problem you know wanting to fit in um or the bullying associated with this as well so th that's what we're trying to do. You know, from all our discussion, we find that the society is, is actually going down. We need to bring it up and we need to keep it there. Mm. And, and that's what we are doing and, and trying to create this education world, like the Smart Club. You know, you talk about peer pressure. In, in the school, through our Smart Club uh, concept, where the learners are taught that, you know, what, you don't have to do what um, the other guy who's not doing something that is, is acceptable. Yeah. You don't have to do that. And you still, it's still fine. So they have to understand that. They have to be told that. They have to be, in a fun way, you know, we do sketches where one guy is um, offered the cigarette and, 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 and he says no. The other guys want to, want to say no, but they are forced to um, take it because they are called names, you know. So we try to tell them, even if they call names, how long is that going to last? You, know, yeah. you, can, you don't have to do this. So that has to be done on an ongoing basis. We have to kill the need um, the demand rather. Absolutely. Bilal, there's an interesting uh, WhatsApp message here. This is from Leslie G says, uh, good afternoon. In this day and age, parents love to take the blame away from themselves and their children. 30 years ago, we enjoyed love, respect and dignity. Why? Because parents loved and cared for the well-being of their children. The problems are neglecting their duty as parents. Our children uh, are who we are. So don't blame technology or the teachers. Parents, please do your job in rearing your children. And I think from your organization, that's key in terms of that parent responsibility. Because um, I understand that, you know, we, we touched on the socioeconomic climate that, that society finds themselves in. Both parents have to work, a child is left, um, you know, unattended, so to speak. But is it as, you know, simple as that? Is it as unattended as that? Surely there's a mechanism in place that you could leave while you're at work. I think the, the kids have been introduced to cell phones or mobile handsets at two of a young age. Uh, that, I think, is the problem that starts from there. Hmm. Uh, if parents you know, are empowering their kids, maybe they're looking at it from a good sense, in a sense where they are able to get hold of them via their mobile handset. But... There should be an age, an entry age, yeah. and five years, six years, or if not younger, is not the age to actually empower your child with a mobile handset. That's the mechanism it gets them to actually go into or in be introduced into mischief. Yeah, but I mean that, that that entry level is becoming lower and lower. I yes. mean, I recently even did a talk show about you know parents mm. themselves being so 
absorbed on on their cell phones that mm-hmm. it's just commonplace now so i think then maybe one needs to be a bit more innovative in terms of handling that because i i think maybe you can't exactly uh say you know need to control that cell phone use because that technology is becoming such a part of communication that it's going to be so accessible these days you won't be able to stop it um sam you wanted to say something about yeah, that yeah Uh, not just about the technology you mm. know about uh, what the previous speaker said uh, caller said about the parent responsibility you know i think one key thing that we're not talking about is um, not just monitoring them physically and whether they're at home and w- what are they up to i think nurturing them growing up with spirituality mm. um teach them to do the right thing that's key from a very early a- age you know Um you don't have to be overly religious. You don't have to do all the rituals, but just teach them to do the right thing. Um the spirituality aspect, you know, of of life, you know, the holistic being, holistic upbringing of a child, it's lacking. Yeah. But mm-hmm. even even if you go to the churches and the mosques and the temples, you know, um and you look at how many young people are there, you know. The numbers are dwindling. The numbers are dwindling, yeah. you know, yeah. why is that the case and how are you going to uh, keep that up, you know? Yeah. Should the parent the parents take more greater responsibility to ensure that they 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 start doing this from an early age and maintain that growing up. And yeah. I'm sure if that happens also you can have less of these social ills. Yeah. Well, more more to talk about and more uh, I think um as we you know l- discuss the 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 problems that are the issues that are creating the problem we are working our way in the conversation to actually come up with solutions now and in terms of if this is happening in your community what you can do i'm sure bilal will be able to give us some tips on how to go about monitoring from a better perspective but to the phone lines uh daniel from phoenix hello sir there is a very good topic uh sorry i'm just uh, wanting you know we're talking about the airing parties at home uh, i believe this is also happening in the course of the year as well and uh, the one way i believe also is the community and the neighbors you know you got to be a very good relationship with your neighbors and have their telephone numbers as well so the neighbors got to be observant if something unusual is happening in the neighborhood and contact the parents or ask them if they can intervene and do something about it i think the community and neighbors can play an important part in this teenage having their own uh, private parties very valid point there i think um Yeah, ultimately that's that, that's what I was uh, we just started talking um I, Bilal and I we just started that part of the conversation talking about what are the mechanisms in place now to uh, ensure that even though you're at work your child is still watched a little bit. Let's go to Mrs. Mudley. Hello Mrs. Mudley. Hi Mrs. Mudley. He's not around. Uh, who who are we speaking with? Yeah, Mr. Pele. Hi Mr. Louis Pele. Yes, go ahead. Yes, yeah. I think you know uh No, I like Daniel's input, and we must note that Daniel is semi-blind. And for the semi-blind person to be active in the community, I think that's good. I think this is the right topic for the right time, and the right time of the year as well. We are approaching the breaking up of schools in the last day, and that's important. And now, you know, we brought Nelson Mandela into Chatsworth, and we toured Chatsworth, and we built the youth center it cost us like 11 million plus the sister company put in 1 million to build the youth center then the software address came up and we put 33 computers in there so the children after school can go to the youth center but is the three uh, 33 computers still exist in the youth center i think you know sam can answer that question as well thank you 
Mm. Okay, thanks so much for the question. Yasmin Roy from Newcastle. Hello, ma'am. Hi, Tadesh. How are you, Tadesh? Very well, thanks. Uh, Tadesh, as, as grandparents, I am a granny. I, I feel, and this is generally what I would say, it's the parents who spoil their children. First of all, too much of overspending, too much of giving children spending money, extra spending money. We do pity our children. We also had children. We grew them up. Today we've got grandchildren. And I always tell my children also the same thing. Don't abuse. You can give your children the most love. Give whatever you like. Lunches must be tied. Tie your lunches for your children. Spoil them on a Friday. You could give them something, whatever it is you want to spending. But don't give them over. Some people give their children over the limit. And this is what leads to doing all the wrong things. They've got extra money. They've got the friends there. And then uh, one friend says, let's go after school. Let's do this. Let's do. And that's what leads the children. Okay, let's live in a gang now. Go out. They are, you know, today's children are not like when we were in those days in the old school. Today, boyfriends, girlfriends go together, go out, go and buy drink, go and buy liquor, go buy drugs. These are the things. It's the parents. I still say I blame parents for it. Mm, thanks, Ms. Roy. Thanks so much for that advice there. Dashni is on the line. Hello, Dashni. Hi, good afternoon, Karish, and to your listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with your, your panel member that is there regarding the prevention. But beyond prevention, we also have other services that you talk about, which is early intervention, your statutory aftercare or continuum of care regarding children. Now, we have wonderful laws in this country that talks to different types of children when they are in need of care and protection or when they do break the law. We need to use the Child Justice Act. The Child Justice Act talks to very children, like the ones that you are talking about in your studio today. These are children, any child above the age of 10, age of criminal capacity is from 10 up to the age of 18. And if that child, and whether it's smoking, doesn't matter how small the crime is, whether it's taking alcohol, it's still breaking the law, Mm. that child should be charged, but not necessarily detained. Because that child will then be brought to your child justice court, whereby you have probation officers who are basically social workers, and not all social workers are probation officers, where they will look at the need of the child. They will also look holistically in terms of the family. Does the family play a role in this child's life? If not, then obviously they have to be held accountable, and there's programs where they have to attend. And there will be certain uh, uh, um, programs given to them in terms of the uh, order by court, Further to that, I hear you when, 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 when you say, you know, the communities are the one that aid and await them by buying the alcohol, alcohol for them or you have shop, uh, shopkeepers selling it to them. The other aspect that one looks at is Quebec, children used by adults to commit crime. So those are issues that we look at. And further to that, if any child is said to to, to be a child in need of care and protection, then that child will be referred to your children's court and be dealt with in terms of the Children's Act, whereby further intervention will have to be given uh, to address those children. And you hear me saying that in terms of criminal capacity from 10 years and, and, and up, up to the age of 18. However, if any child below the age of 10 commits a crime, Still, the police has to then make sure that probation officers are informed so that services are still rendered to, to such children. Not mm. necessarily to the criminal system, but, sh- but definitely social work services through the probation officers must be rendered to the child, to the family, and anyone else related to the child, whether it's the school environment, 
whether it's friends, families, and so forth. And, and from that, you're going to get probation officers that's going to pick up. Is there peer pressure? So we don't just talk to the child, but we talk to the child's peers. Yeah, the entire system. Destiny, I think you've raised some very, very critical, important points there and talking ultimately about the consequences of these actions. Thanks so much. I'm definitely going to take that further in our conversation. Let's go to Mrs. Mudley on the line. Hello, Mrs. Mudley. Hi, Teresh. Hi, nice topic. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say, um, you know, I'm a parent who was not uh, quite clued up with the social media for many years. And um, after I went overseas and I worked, and I learned so much of, uh, on the social media, you would never believe that now I can actually keep tabs on the kids. It may be in a negative way, I'm not sure, but I think it's one of the cues that parents should pick up is that try and get more educated on social media. In saying that, I don't think you should always be on social media. You should try uh, you know, following things, but not neglecting your kids as well. Secondly, I'd like to say children should be more spiritual, and it starts at home. I think one of your guests has already brought that up, which is an excellent point. It's, 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 a, it's a saying that a family that prays together stays together. And I think spiritually children need to be more inclined, need to know where their background starts, where, where their parents came from, how to go forward, and all of those tips really help. Uh, thirdly, I think if you have any issues with children at home, um, for example, if I, ha- I, ha- I have two big boys, and if I have an issue with the elder boy, I don't think I should spread it out to the other one. I think I should call him individually, explain to him. It's not always easy. I'm parent of two big boys, and it's not easy. However, I think we need to try ways. Try and call them aside individually. Explain uh, your, your side. To listen to them. It's, it's very difficult. These days, parents do not listen to their kids. The children are calling out for help, but parents sometimes just are just too busy because of yeah. our social lives. Yeah that we do not have time to even listen to the child to say, okay, come, let's sit together. But once all that is done, you need to sit as a family together and discuss this. But do not pick on a child and compete and compare. It's really embarrassing for the child. And also, it makes them want to do the wrong thing. Yeah, we'll leave it there with you, Mrs. Mudli. Thanks so much for the call. We appreciate your input. Ravi Naidu on the line. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Good. Uh, you know, uh, a nice topic, appropriate time of the year. Yeah. I've got two boys. I've got a grade 12 and a grade 11. So, you know, it's very interesting. Yeah. Well, my input on this is it starts with the parents. Uh, I believe so very strongly. I mean, uh, in this day and age, lots of parents are sidetracked by, you know, yes, they need to work. They need to uh, take responsibility to provide for the household and stuff. But they, f- they forget that their responsibility is towards their kids as well, not only financially, but, you know, in the, in the uh, complete upbringing of the child, what happens is the children's behavior most of the time is related to what happens at home and, you know, in the community. We as parents have a social responsibility towards our kids and their, their, their fellow peers. And what I've, what I've found is that if you leave your child without, you know, following up with him on a daily basis, you know, some of us come from work, it's late, yes, but you will see your kid. You need to... How was your day? You know, what did you do? Like, in my household, and my wife is very uh, good at that, if she comes home uh, from work, both of us work, she comes home from work and if one of the boys are sleeping, she goes up to the bed, the, to the bedroom and sees, what happened? What's wrong? Why are you <laughs> sleeping? You know, it's simple. You know, it might be something that's funny, but, you know, kids, if they have consumed uh, alcohol yeah, or yeah, drugs... Yeah, no, very wise... The, the, the patterns will change, and that's what you've got to look out for. And what happens is the, the parents 
tend to forget that that responsibility or that side of things. You know, they just leave it to them and say, oh, okay, you know what, I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, behavior of parents at home as well is what tends to filter down to the kids. Now, the hooliganism is rife in, throughout. I mean, I'm from Johannesburg, right? Mm. And I'm not saying, you know, there's certain schools in Johannesburg, it's there as well. It's in KZN. I've seen it. I've been, I go to pick up my kids, you yeah, know, when they finish yeah. school. And I've seen this kind of thing. But it filters down from home. Behavior at home is something that's very, very important in the upbringing of your child. Because uh, be it boys or girls, if they see the parents fighting yeah, with each other, yeah. or, or the parents, uh, you know, fighting with your neighbors, for example, then they think it's, you know what, it's normal, it's good behavior, because, you know, if my dad or my mom can do it, then it's fine, it's sharp. That's yeah, something I yeah. can do as well. I think we'll leave it so, there with you, Mr. Naidu. The issue of oversight you've raised, and I think a very solid point about parents constantly setting the example, but more so checking in on a daily basis what is you know what is the state and the nature of my child at this moment when we come back we dissect all of this and uh, wrap up our conversation to find a solution on how to keep children uh, keep um, yeah children a bit more protected this festive season it's finally time to unwind with friends and family Trellidor understands that the last thing you want to think about is security so don't Instead, do the things you really want to, like splashing out on that big screen TV for those binge sessions, or spending hours catching up with friends in real life instead of just online. Whatever you're doing this festive season, security is not something you want to be thinking about, which is why we design every Trellidor product with your peace in mind. Trellidor, the ultimate crime barrier. This Sunday, the 18th of November, it's Durban Heat versus Cape Town Blitz at Kingsmead Stadium at 10.30 a.m. Then, Paul Rocks takes on Twani Spartans at Eurolux Bowland Park at 15.15. You can also catch all the action live on SABC3 and SABC radio stations. Get your tickets at Ticket Pro. Brought to you exclusively by the SABC, the official broadcaster of the Mzanzi Super League. Fast, fun, for all. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. Shibovo, Zamaya, show me your number. The saves, the goals, and the drama. The Telcom Knockout 2018 edition is back on your screen, SABC One, and your favorite SABC radio station. It will go down to the final two teams. Ukonozolatha, brought to you by SABC Sport, for the love of the game. So it's Newsbreak Talk and some very interesting points coming through. So much coming as we talk about um, some sort of, um, you know, intervention with regard to some of the many parties that are likely to take place amongst teenagers now that school has, the academic year is basically um, officially over. I'm going to go to WhatsApp just now. Just bear with me. I'll come through to WhatsApp in a short while. But um, I want to get some quick insight from the points raised so far and Bilal Khan of course the chairperson of School Watch Parent Monitor um, so much to go through on the list but I want to I want to pick up where we left off just now um, and I think the issue um, I think this was raised by Daniel about um, neighbours about neighbours yeah, the fact that you know you may not be at work, but your neighbours are there, so yes, you create yes. an oversight you know mechanism like that. Surely a neighbour can pick up if there's some uh, influx of people coming through to a home, if there's some noise going on in the area. 
I think the first uh, and foremost safety mechanism is is our neighbors to yeah. the kids because they are the eyes and ears that actually what actually happens in the neighborhood and with them being around especially the parents that are you know housewives or retired they should be more vigilant they they should monitor houses that are actually getting too frequent of uh, the kids coming there surely there should be something happening there investigate maybe not for themselves interact with people like us we actually will look into it we work with cpf we'll work with various law players law enforcement and uh, follow protocol in actually doing what is yeah. right you know i think from the beginning of this year specifically on this talk show one of the i think one of the greatest lessons was um communities need to work hand in hand with cpfs and watchdog bodies in the area and you know get onto whatsapp groups and and keep their numbers on speed dial and then just quickly phone through and say this seems dodge in my area how do you foresee a relationship like this working to ensure that even though i'm not at home and my family is not at home but at least there's some sort of oversight against my child being part of various cpfs and initiatives safety initiatives Uh, there are certain parents that actually seclude themselves they don't want to be on on various groups uh no it's not going to happen to us only to have it too late and then it becomes an issue uh, i think it's more an awareness where they need to be become active become proactive come out assist cps assist organizations that are wanting to protect the kids mm-hmm. uh become a, less of a critic make a difference Yeah. This is what I think we need yeah. to do. Yeah. You know, and I think your your particular organization places a lot of emphasis on monitoring and we had that call there from um I think the gentleman from Johannesburg and he said if we get home and one of our you know one of our children are asleep we'll wake our child up to see mm-hmm. are you is everything in order. Um talk to me about that oversight role that parents need to to have and then what to do once you pick up something uh you know incorrect that your child has done look if the kids are wanting to use technology parents need to educate themselves regarding technology mm. in a sense where get apps if you're using apple get find find my friend get that installed get your your, your child actually uh, linked to that way then you can also monitor from that perspective if you can't pick them or locate them pick the phone and call them yeah uh, you know there's so many even though your smartphones uh, you know android they also have these sort of application that actually can assist in that mm-hmm. so use technology look we can't move away from technology we can't actually say you know what it's actually it's going to get worse but use that technology where parents need to get more in tuned into using it to their to their advantage yeah i want to raise an issue that i think nobody's brought out yet but i think it's issue of lying and creating a culture of not lying because i do remember um <laughs> i can only speak from experience here with this particular point but i do remember there was a stage where you know w- when we were at school there were groups of um you know within my group who would on the head tell their parents 100% what we were doing whether it was adventurous or not parents knew exactly where what time whatever and there were some who didn't they lied about it so surely you know if you create this culture of tell me the truth from the time you're a young person even if a child wants to say hey mom dad i want to go for a drinking party is it okay with you mm. at least there's a bit of a honesty about it talk to me about how important that is yeah tell the truth no matter what i mean that's what the key factor in preventative measure going forward i mean if there are more 
uh, open and honest about it to their parents, their parents will actually know what actually going on. But uh, it's a tough one when the yeah. younger generation, uh, you know, of today, that's going to be doing that. You know, yeah. uh, don't get me wrong. I'm. That's a general statement, but I mean, this is what is actually going on. Yeah. Yeah, you know they're pulling the wool over the parents' eyes. In, yeah, in generally speaking, you know. So yeah. this is the problem. Yeah, I think creating that from a from a home perspective. Mm. But Sam, I think uh, uh, many issues coming through here, uh, uh, you know, being raised about um, the prevention and the initiative. And I think an interesting call. I think it was Dasni who raised the issue of. Um, a bit more of a penalty for, uh, you know, the group between 10 to 18 who do the wrong thing, maybe organize an illegal party with drugs or alcohol um, and, 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 you know, have them realize that there are repercussions, legal repercussions for what you've just done. Well, there are laws in place, um, but... I would go, and this is what I, I really do, hmm. go rehabilitation first, you know, try to correct the ways. Uh, you know, if it was first-time offenders, uh, I, I, I wouldn't like to punish them, I wouldn't like to charge them, I wouldn't like to take them, you know, through, haul them through the courts. We, we, the, she mentioned also intervention, early intervention, this is what we do. See, if somebody is doing something wrong, uh, which is not acceptable, like uh, smoking dacha or drinking alcohol and, and because they're of a young age, and get into trouble or, or misdemeanors, other misdemeanors in school. Yeah. We will take them in at, at ADF and, and, and do the necessary, the test with our social worker, and we'll put them into a early intervention program, which is run over six weeks. Like if he's caught for DACA and, and he's found positive, he will understand what this is about, and, and we try to get him back on track. And we do the test again six weeks later, and 90% of the time he's, he's um, found to be negative, and he has now learned that what is right. So I would go with that uh, first rather than charging him and, and you know, the tribunal. Because yeah. we give him an option here. You go to the tribunal, get suspended and tribunal or come to us. Mm. And and coming to us, it seems to be working very well yeah. because we're nipping, nipping it in the bud. There was some um, rehabilitative work done with this guy. You understand what is the right thing to do. He has a vision in, in, for his future and then he's fine. We yeah. nip it in the bud. But yeah. if he's a frequent of offender, then... It's another story. Yeah. Sam, this question, and uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I think I actually want to issue out a disclaimer before I go ahead and ask it, uh, just because it's it's more on the, you know, how do you say it? It's like I'm playing devil's advocate here and advocating for something incorrect. That's not the point. Um, the reason why I'm looking at it from this perspective is that if there's such a prevalence of this and it's going on, um, you know, I'm looking at it from a more tangible, logical approach to try and, 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 um, deal with something like this and, and and the point i'm trying to make is you know what what's come through very strongly on this was that the, the, there's this need for um i think mr louis pillay said the chats with youth center is equipped with a great deal of resources um you know why don't we send our kids there you yourself said there's a play area that you have in your home and you were told that's not going to be utilized by young people so the sense coming through is that, you know, young people want to do something a little bit cooler, mm. right? They, 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 they want to, you know, based on the, on the movies they watch and, and, and the music they listen to, this is seemingly, according to media studies, what young people will gravitate toward. Mm. So I think the question then I, I, I want to I wanna ask you is, how do you make young people realize that there are more responsible ways to be cool? Mm. Yeah, you know, while you were talking, it just occurred to me as well. You know, we, we always talk about what we did in the past hmm. and we 
want to we expect them to do the yeah. same yeah we'll also have to as adults going forward have to adapt with this new yeah. time yeah and if we say you must go to the youth center to go and play volleyball maybe this guy doesn't want to play volleyball maybe we should be doing something like related to the technology mm. you know some kind of workshop with with some apps or whatever i, I don't know too much about yeah. these things but, yeah. but something that they are cool with and i think we need to look at that you know what is it that they want to do uh, the the young guys would which they would find fun and cool not yeah. just play the volleyball and and the basketball yeah. like what we expect them to do yeah i think that's a very important point but let's just go to um whatsapp before we wrap up our conversation gentlemen so much coming through here on whatsapp um Hi Newspray, good topic. I've I live directly opposite a high school and the girls and boys smoke openly after school while waiting for their transport outside the school gate. A few times they come into our yard and were smoking and I told them to stop. Now I think the gentlemen the interesting thing here is that if you have a group of people, boys and girls, sorry, if you have school um learners who are smoking and maybe they're smart enough to mask the fact that they were smoking but they're going to go home mm. and parents can they definitely can be telltale signs that your child has been smoking mm. and the question then becomes is you know are parents catching that or rather nipping it in the bud look you know to be crude uh, and uh, we don't want to say the parents when they actually take the kids and go and do blood tests and, yeah. and various things uh, Uh, although you know you know it's a good idea but uh, in saying that it it's 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 a tough one you know would where you get the you know both parents are actually working mm. you know and then the kid is is <coughs> able to do whatever they need or can do uh, so it's it's an issue it's a difficult one this is where the community can get involved yeah i think related to that from mrs nirmala devi mudli uh, i believe parents are not empowered enough to manage their children who are now very advanced and very broad minded in how they want to go about their lives it's worrying how children have opened up to life and put their parents into a predicament uh, but uh, maybe then that's calling for some sort of um, i think while this particular talk show has been about how to um, handle you know young people during this time we then also need to at some point um, have to focus our attention on on you know some guides on parents and how to handle their children mm-hmm. um this is from anonymous um i live in the vicinity of a club it's shocking to see the amount of youngsters frequenting this place some in school uniforms some of them even drive off in an intoxicated state barely in control of their vehicles photographs were sent to the police but unfortunately this led to people being threatened by the owner mm-hmm. yeah i think that is something that th- that kind of information with substantiated proof um i'd imagine needs to go to the police if you can you know compile as much as you possibly can um and you know you take it to your local police station and and, and just see how best um they can assist you there because that seems like a something that um i think a, a specialized team should be looking into um this is interesting uh I w- there was a primary school principal from Isipingo in the area who when he saw learners loitering around the school hours he would pick up those learners and drop them off at their respective schools he worked hand in glove with the SAPS sadly he is now deceased parents and guardians are also to blame for this behavior because they don't attend 
parent meetings but are too quick to find faults with educators. Um, board games should be introduced to learners. I got my daughter a different board game for every birthday. No toys so that we can play with her. And and this um, has worked according to uh, according to this lady who messaged us. Um, ah, interesting one. Relevant topic. We always wait for crisis, then react to lives. Um, years ago, we feared and respected all adults. Now, parents are empowering children to do, to do the opposite. Um, let's hear from the children what's their viewpoint i would love that myself to hear from children what they'd like to raise about this particular point um last couple few messages here bottom line when one plants a seed it just doesn't grow to see good fruits bear same goes to our children nurture instill good values and discipline always say as well as uh, as well families neighbors friends must come to the party and this is from uh masubin in johannesburg and just one last text uh this is from selvin i'm certain that all the blame cannot be paced, placed on to parents we need more people like sam pele however the drug lords um um mesmerize society with flashy lifestyles and funds to bribe their way out sadly they achieve their funds at the expense of the vulnerable children keep up the good work with all your awareness talk shows and inserts okay so i think there we go the sentiment coming through gentlemen i want to talk now tips because we've understood you know how where the stems from what needs to be inculcated in the family at a point to you know to to remove it but what we know and we've learned this from past statistics it's going to happen there are going to be some sort of gathering the young people are going to be a part of you know what is the most immediate tip you could give to parents and even to some of those young people listening right now just do the right thing you know this the parents got to be good role models as well they they have to impart this knowledge and moral to their children uh, so they have to be good role models to to do that effectively um there's going to be a lot of house parties coming up and you know the parents also they have to take the responsibility of when they have children there they cannot allow it has become like an accepted norm now to have parties with the children where they drink the ciders and while these other guys drink the hot stuff yeah you know it's not acceptable yeah. those are the basic stuff i think that parents need to understand because they are then making the problem even bigger they are encouraging this problem to get bigger well as you say gateway drugs is yes. is the issue bilal your thoughts on that i think you you've been doing it a lot from an enforcement perspective just some tips then that parents could be could employ when they know their children are going to be not supervised as much as they'd like just recap uh, install applications that monitor our kids control use of mobile handsets control internet access encourage physical games like your soccer your cricket mm. your outdoor sports mm. get them out of the house yeah play with them i think this is the also the other issues where parents are not actually giving time to spend mm. or having time to spend with the kids to actually have these sports and that's i think it's part of it mm. yeah Just some to end yes you know in the first week of school holiday there's library programs so children it doesn't cost anything there are so many things that happen that don't cost anything going to the park going to the museum going yeah. to the library and parents must actually do this with their children you know mm, can be quite affordable well gentlemen we thank you very much for your time there for raising the issue with us Sam Pele and Bilal Khan today joining us in studio we'll leave the program there at Kemio Wicker to see of the team executive producer Salma Patel and Rachel Vadi Sarishan's keeping you updated now at 1:00 from Meetaresh hey have an awesome day 
Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.